Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Next guest joining me on the program to have a look at this big meeting from Caulfield is from RSN Best Bets and Betfair, Tim Gill. How are you? Oh, James, I'm terrific. Thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, looking forward. My, my favourite race of the year on a new time slot and a new track. So Sandown Cup and Zipping Classic Day moves to Caulfield. But here we are and looking forward to, a, I reckon, uh, probably a lot deeper program than I expected, to be honest, at this time of year. Mm. So the, kudos to the club because they've actually... Yeah, got some very good animals going around. So it's a great race meeting and, of course, Sipping Classic worth $750,000 this year. So it's no, no, sharp, no short race, that's for sure. So looking forward to a good meeting. And plenty of storylines around the Zipping Classic and most of them will have we've added to them in recent times. So refer to Spanish Mission, now newly acquired by Peter Moody. When I say acquired, as in he's the trainer now. And we see the, the, uh, the brace Sikorsky syndicate have purchased this horse Glenn Boss is going to ride so there's enough stories with that in itself 450000 in prize money as you mentioned a good chance for them to recoup some of whatever they paid to purchase the horse but now also we now know in, in the, the revelation that we've seen in the last a few days Glenn Boss has announced that he's retiring so this will be his last ride Yeah huge news coming out yesterday it's been surprising he just announced he's moving back to Melbourne to to continue his career and then a few days later it did pulls up stumps so uh yeah there you go mm, interesting one so well well let, let's start there anyway we'll, we'll, we'll sort of flip the script we're talking about the zipping classic 2400 meters over group two it's the it's the feature of the day spanish mission can it uh give peter moody a uh, a win on debut for him and can oh. it give glenn boss the, the, the perfect send-off well it absolutely can and i think i, I was actually quite surprised to sort of see this horse come into a race like this um I think it's a good race, it's even classy, of course, Sipping won it four times in a row, 2007 to 10, so naturally gets a well-named race as well, and this potentially, well, <laughs> is, is there another later story? But this is potentially Glenn Boss's last ever ride, and geez, I think he wins here on Spanish Mission. Terrific at Melbourne, in the Melbourne Cup, and third in a very good, well, you know, we obviously know it was a quick race, and behind two good animals incentivised and, and very elegant. I think the, the way Spanish Mission hit the line was was really, really strong. And look, he's got terrific form over 2,400 metres. I watched a replay from a race last year in England um, over 2,400 metres and it just looks like a trip that he just absolutely loves. Uh, and so I reckon he's the one to beat. Look, very, very short in the market, so he's almost a bit of a free kick. But yeah, I can't see him getting beaten. So we'll go with Spanish Mission, the win here, race seven, number one. Look, I think... Warning sound and Wentwood all could run races if you're looking for some multiples, but clear top pick, race seven, number one, Spanish Mission. Right, Spanish Mission to send Bossy out a winner. Let's have a look so we can list it as one of your good things of the day. A few other best bets on the program. We'll go back earlier to race two, the Ned Sandown Cup, this one over the two mile, the 3,200 metres at listed level. Yeah, look, we see probably a pretty flat Sandown Cup, to be honest, and look, it is. It's only a $160,000 race that's listed, and Hopefully the club puts a bit of investment into it because there's not a lot of 3,200 metre races in Victoria that that are at black type. But look, we sort of see a few dour stayers going around from very, very mixed form lines. But I think for me, working through the form, I particularly like accountability number four and he's the top pick here. I, I liked his run on Cup Day in, in the uh, 2,800 metres. I think it used to be called the Lavazza Long Black. It's got some other name now. And look, Damien Oliver rode him absolutely a treat here and was only just behind Team Captain, which, you know, it, it, Team Captain's a, a very good animal. I think will go beyond, way beyond what we saw there. And 
I just think he meets a group that are uh, a lot of mixed four lines that don't really jump out off the page for me here, but he's just been terrific in his last four runs, accountability, and Preble draws one, so he can put him wherever he likes, and I think 20, uh, 3,200 metres, which is an unusual distance for Caulfield, so looking forward to seeing a very rare 3,200 metre race at Caulfield. Race two, number four, accountability, top pick. The other good thing of the day, in your opinion, comes up in the third. Tobin Brothers Funerals Twilight Glow Stakes over 1,400 metres. It's a listed event. What have you got on top here? Uh, it must be it's one of the better races of the day, I thought. It was quite a competitive race. And look, this, this filly's been up for a long, long, long time. That's probably the only question mark. But when you go through the form and try and sort of line up a few here, this is a filly that's been racing in some very, very strong black-type races and has been right in the mix. It was terrific. Um, with terrific a few back at at, Rose, at Rambic, I should say, back in mid-October in the listed grade. Um, basically got held up right at the wrong time and, and hit the line perfectly when when it got. And that was behind Fangirl, of course, who went on and won again. Loved loved her run at Flemington on uh, Stakes Day, I should say, or um, where she... Look, she got into a really bad spot, but I, I really liked the way that she hit the line when she got clear, and I thought, gee, she's won for the Black Book, and then went to Ballarat and just dismissed a really strong field on a very rich race there on Ballarat Cup Day with a bit of sting on the ground. She looks pretty well placed here, drawn out, probably the only question, but I just think in the form lines here, I think she's a bit of a standout, so we'll go with race three, number one, decent rain as one of the better bets. All right, so the best bets on the program, race two, number four, accountability, race three, number one, decent rain, race seven, number one, Spanish mission. The uh, best value bet of the program, the one that you think we can um, find a bit of value on, on the each-way basis, we have to wait till the last for Clan Kevin Heffernan stakes. It's a 1,400-metre race at group three level. Not bad to have yeah. a bit of value in the lucky last. I was going to say, why wouldn't you have a get-out stakes for the best, <laughs> the best value here? Look, this all been good to me around here, so maybe it's... Uh, a bit of a heart bet rather than a head bet. Look, I, look, I, I going through this sort of race. There's some really interesting form lines. You've got a couple of horses like Streets of Avalon, Major Chivalry, the, the you know Group One performing horses against um, a few benchmark horses that are sort of on their way up. But I think for me, I just think the way that this race seems to pan out uh, from a map perspective, I kind of feel like those that are back and running on are probably going to win later in the day. And for me, that just leads. Uh, puts Ranier into a really good spot. He, he, he's got a really good uh, second-up record. He, he really likes this trip. He's won well at Caulfield before, and I really like the way that he hit the line first up um, on stakes day behind Age of Chivalry, who who then went on and only finished sixth in the Cranbourne Cup. But I just think Damien Oliver coming on board it just looks like the right type of race to him ring, to ring the second up, and he was around the $9, $10 mark in early market. So I thought it was good value. Race 9, number 3, Ranier. Let's have a look for the best ruffie on the program. We'll go to race number eight here. The eighth is the Kino Eclipse Stakes over 1,800 metres at Group 3 level. What do you think? Certainly over the odds here and can run a yeah. race. Yeah, look, I think this is a horse that could be really run a race at the sort of the $26, $27 mark, and that's number 11, Exelman. Look, he probably does his best work fresh, but I thought that that win at first up in the Greys race uh, on Cup Day was just too good to, to be true, and it was just a terrific run. What I liked is when, when he sort of got back up to that sort of 2,000-metre uh, range last preparation, he had two really good starts here at Caulfield, admittedly in benchmark grade back in April and May, but he just really seemed to race well at Caulfield, going up sort of on the speed and, and finishing off very, very nicely. And I think just second up is going to be a lot fitter. I reckon he's a really good place, a good chance down in the weights, draws three, which is a terrific gate for him because he can get forward and do what he likes and I think that's a great roughie there. So race eight, number 11, best roughie of the day.
All right, so that's the best roughy there, the best lay of the day or the one that you think that we can risk on the program. It comes up in race six, the Ned Sandown Guineas over the mile at Group 2 level. Yeah, look, we, uh, I, I, think, yeah, what are you willing to risk here? Yeah, look, uh, we're all talking about Sydney form and we've got a Sydney filly down the bottom in Festival Dancer, but and I'm going to lay her. I think she's the best lay of the day, number 12, Festival Dancer. That's a race six, number 12. We are going to lay, but look, I just think that the Phillies don't have a great record in this race, and I just think we've got some up the top, including Brigantine and Port Louis, who are just very, very good horses on the up. I think Brigantine in particular was terrific in his last couple at Group 2 and Group 3 level, and Port Louis was, was super and desperately looking for 1,600 metres, and a couple of others in the mixed blushing tycoon and shark trees have been very, very good. So, look, Phillies' record not being up, uh, not being super in this race. Plus, she's been up for a long, 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 long time. I think it's about her 11th start, this preparation, again, mm. much fresher. The horses, big trip down to Sydney. You can't knock Sydney for them, but she's a lay of the day for me. Race 6, number 12, Festival Dancer. I think she can't win. All right, so Festival Dancer there in the 6. What's the best of the best today uh, for the meeting at Sandown? Oh, cool. Look, <laughs> I, could, I, I could sit here and say Spanish Mission looks hard to beat, but I think that's too much of a free kick, so... Let's go race two, number four, accountability. I think he looks particularly well-paced in this 3,200-metre race. I reckon that's his race to win. So race two, number four, accountability, the best. And you may as well chuck it in the multi with Spanish Mission if you want a bit of value. But that's the best of the day for me. All right, so that's your look at the program now with uh, with Betfair. Plenty happening, plenty of options there for the punters if they choose to bet with Betfair. Yeah, and as most people probably would know, we've now got Cornella and Exacta Markets, which gives another value option for... The customer, so yeah, definitely if you can get on, gamble responsibly, check out our new Cornella and Exaster offerings. It's going really, really strongly, so there's some good money in the market in both of those. And a couple of little cheeky new products potentially come out in the next few months, so looking forward to talking about those as well. But please gamble responsibly. Have a terrific Saturday. I can't believe we've gone through without talking about the demons, so I better just, just accidentally say it at the end. But yeah, looking forward to a good day of racing tomorrow. I was about to ask you, I was going to say, I was going to say, what's happening with the Ds this week? Oh, we, no, we'll go off last week, I think. we, we some, The particular guest that you're speaking to right now was lucky enough to hold the cup on the G, I think. So that was... Uh, I saw that. Yeah, how was that? Baby marriage, holding the cup on the G. They're all sort of in that sphere of pretty handy experiences in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you the order. You can get the order. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that. We'll, leave, we'll put a market on that. Yeah, on the order. <laughs> Good frame of market on that. No, maybe we shouldn't do that. No, yeah, so you can leave that one to the imagination. What order? Yeah, but no, fantastic to see. So, oh, yeah, that's, I know that sounds crazy, but what? Forty teams are back into pre-season now, so you know it's not that that far away before we start seeing balls kicks, balls balls bounced, and uh, winter sports start again. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think um, one of the big products actually talking about bets here is, is cricket, and so there's some really good cricket. Uh, Coming up, so yeah, definitely looking forward to a good long cricket season with the terrific Ashes, of course, as well. So yeah, I think there's some lots of plethora of summer sport to go before we go back to watch Melbourne trying to go back to back. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, yeah, no, looking forward to a great summer of cricket ahead. So uh, that that's uh, yeah, that's something that's on everyone's lips, and uh, looking forward to that. But let's hope that uh, that we can win a bit of money this weekend with this big meeting at Caulfield. As I agree with you, it's a it's a it's a great card there, and some good. Uh, betting options for people so hopefully they do finish in front and hopefully you've been able to help us do that so Tim as always thanks for your time have a fantastic weekend thanks James have a good day 
You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea.